0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial
1: Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass, headquartered in Westport, Connecticut. And as always, I've got my sidekick and co-host, Tony Shore. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give a call at 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, head to the radio part of the page, about halfway down the page. Check out some past shows. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. That way you can make sure you're always kept up to date on the latest episodes. Now, today's show is titled, Six Downsizing Myths to Be Aware of in Retirement. Now, it's based on the August 2018 U.S. News & World Report article, the same name. It's by Rachel Hartman. Now, no doubt you or your friends have considered downsizing your home after you retire. Now, your friends may have even suggested it to you. And Before you give that more thought, today, though, we're going to discuss some of the myths and misconceptions around downsizing.
0: Well, I imagine there are a lot of misconceptions uh, when it comes to this topic as there often are when it comes to things that deal with retirement planning and income planning. Uh, but before we get into all that, I have to ask you, how's everything going there for you, Matt?
1: Everything's going well. Uh, you know, we're getting, it's year end, so it's always a busy time of year. Reevaluating uh, portfolio allocations and models and uh, RMDCs and all those wonderful things and getting ready for the busy part of the tax year and uh, It's also one of my favorite times of year because we hold a great client appreciation event every year where we do this great Christmas party and we have a band and a ton of great food. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We do it every year. I look forward to it every single year. Um, Uh, it was a, it was a tradition. My father started way back when, and we've been doing it ever since. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. So it's something we carry on. It's one of my favorite times of year for the company.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite times of the year as well, but especially you and your company, it sounds great. Now talking about downsizing today, it feels like downsizing is something that, uh, soon to be retired individuals have to at least consider, right?
1: Yeah, Tony, it's
0: one of those topics
1: of conversation, a lot of, even my clients will bring up all the time. Uh, listen, I'm not a licensed real estate agent. It comes up as a topic when we're discussing future plans. And if you're thinking of moving during retirement, most likely it's to a smaller place. I've never heard anybody say, you know, we're getting ready to upsize for our retirement. It's just not a very common thing that you're going to hear. But before you sell off that extra furniture and downsize, it's important. You know, remember that less home doesn't always lead to an ideal solution. And you might find unexpected financial emotional challenges after making that switch. So today we're going to talk about some of the more common misconceptions surrounding downsizing during retirement. One of the first ones we're going to talk about is that selling your home will lead to a substantial financial windfall. Now Some people see their home as a, as a lottery ticket. If it's paid off completely or even if you have a smaller mortgage, it's easy to think of the proceeds from a sale as pure profit especially in the current environment. You know, when you can't go a day without hearing advertisements or stories of real estate financial windfalls, it's easy to forget often the selling home even, you know, costs money as well as it's not just pure profit all the time.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, that's something that we do need to talk about and keep in mind when we're, you know, considering downsizing. But are you talking about things like closing costs and agent commissions?
1: Well, those are some of the most common ones, but there's other costs to keep in mind when you're thinking of downsizing. Daniel Bortz uh, did an article on Realtor.com titled Cost of Selling a Home. There's seven hidden expenses sellers can't afford to ignore. I'm going to touch on some of these real quick. Number one, housing repairs add up. Uh, It kind of makes sense. If you haven't been keeping your maintenance going, that's going to be one that adds up quick. Professional photographers don't come cheap. If your realtor doesn't have a great photographer, uh, that's not a free service. And most people go right to the Online to see pictures first thing. Landscaping, you know, that curb appeal. You want to make sure that's up to date. You want to make sure your house is going to look good when they do actually show up.
0: So what are some of the other hidden costs that sellers might not expect?
1: Uh, then fourth one would be a staging it's expensive but it's one of those costs of selling a home you gotta you know your realtor's gonna come in and make it look just right fifth one's utilities what if you've already moved and you're carrying that other house still you're still paying utilities at that second house for a while and then the last one we talked about before we touched on right in the beginning uh closing costs that that one would likely be the second biggest expense behind commission fees so you want to make sure you're really reducing the amount of fees and taking into consideration this whole process when you're thinking about downsizing.
0: Right. Right. And there certainly are a lot of potential costs to consider. uh, And I can see how not all downsizing uh, can result in a financial windfall. Uh, But referring back to uh, the article you had mentioned, what's another common misconception about downsizing?
1: Well, a lot of people who downsize assume there's a smaller home uh, will reduce their living expenses, but a lot of times location can have an even bigger impact than size. You know, what if you leave a large home in the country for city living, you know, for the convenience of maybe not, you know, having to travel so far for things. You may find real estate prices may be really steep in the city, and that same seller's market that may encourage you to look at listing your home, well, you got to buy a home in that same market, so it might be more expensive than you expected.
0: Right. Right, that's do they say? uh, Real estate agents' mantra is location, location, location. Correct?
1: Yes, ours, as you know, Tony, is pizza, pizza, pizza. Yeah,
0: that's right. Pizza, pizza, (laughs) pizza. That's my that's my mantra. But a real estate (laughs) mantra is location, location,
1: location. Right. Well, guess what comes with a lot of locations? Different property taxes. So you know, you really have to you really have to investigate what the rate's going to be where you're planning to live. You might end up paying thousands of dollars more for property taxes in a new smaller place. Right. That that Yeah, that town that had great schools that you wanted to live yep. in or you know wished you could live in when you were younger for your kids, yep. it, it may not be as enticing when you're older because now you're paying for those great schools with no kids in the system.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, I've thought about that, definitely. Now, before we go on uh, to some other points and tips that you want to talk about, uh, why don't you let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you?
1: Pretty easy. Call 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. If you hear anything or even questions about what we're talking about or other questions pop in your head, do go, go to either one of those places. Call us 800-339-9252. Visit the website, compassltd-ltd.com and, and get in touch with us.
0: All right. And, and to continue on now, uh, you've been talking about some downsizing myths to be aware of in retirement. So far, you've talked about two of the six. Uh, selling will lead to a substantial windfall. Uh, that's a myth because it might not. You mentioned some hidden seller's costs, costs that might be involved. And then uh, maybe a, some people think a smaller place will reduce living expenses. That was number two. Uh, next, uh, I know that uh, let's look at the bigger picture. I know you want to talk about the next myth, and that that's probably that everybody in retirement needs to downsize or should downsize, right?
1: Yeah, listen, it, it's it's not for everyone. It, it's something we, it's certainly worth a consideration, right? You want to consider this as a possibility, but it's important to evaluate your own situation before you make that change. If there's not financial concerns with your current home or health concerns, your best move might be to stay put. You may be perfectly comfortable in your home regardless of the size. There's something to be said for having a stable and consistent home. You know, it was Benjamin Franklin who said, A place for everything and everything in its place.
0: Right. Uh, I love the Ben Franklin quotes. They're awesome. So, but downsizing can have other disadvantages, right?
1: Uh, yeah, for, for many people, taking the plunge to a smaller home is a significant lifestyle adjustment. So whether you're a family of four or you're new empty nesters or a couple looking forward to your golden years, you'll need to make concessions when you move into that smaller home. So before you decide to sell your home and move into less living space, take some important details into account. You who know, who knows more about moving than moving companies, right? They move every day. TransStar Moving came up with a list. There's 10 things to consider before downsizing. And it, they have it on their website, TransStarMoving.com. And we can go through 10 of these real, real quick if you'd like, Tony.
0: Um, yeah, Yeah, well, uh, there's 10 yeah 10 and i'll
1: but yeah let's go through them real quick one you'll have fewer spaces for entertaining so those big dinner parties you used to love when you were younger you may not have the room for those And a second you'll you'll find your smaller home may feel cramped you know you might be used to a lot more square footage and you know think about plenty of windows or skylights. You're going to want a lot of natural light to make that small space bigger. And you're going to need to adjust your lifestyle would be number three. It's a large homes, a lifestyle in itself, you know, moving to smaller homes makes you adjust to practically everything about how you live. Uh, four, you're going to have less storage space, which I'll tell you, I'm moving right now and I'm actually helping my in-laws downsize. It's a big process. We're moving into one kind of common thing. And, uh, Less storage isn't a bad thing. i got to tell you, have, hanging on to things that nobody really needs and just has to throw away when somebody passes is is an exercise of futility, but I know we are all tied to so many different things, but if you can work through that earlier, all the better. Uh, fifth, you'll have to work through the emotional aspect. I can tell you firsthand, uh, with my in-laws right now, this is... There's sentimental element of packing up and moving from the place you've called home for years, if not decades. It might be the place you raised your kids. Uh, it might be just memories, too numerous to count. And The thought of leaving those behind can be very, very hard
0: for some people. I imagine it would be. So, um, now, leaving behind some of those memories would be hard for me, I know. Uh, what are the last five of those top ten cons that we should consider before downsizing?
1: Well, we... V- Landed on this one earlier. Consider the costs. Yeah. Any moves a costly endeavor. It can add up quickly when you don't know what to expect. Um, you know, there's things rent or moving costs, hiring someone to move. You gotta consider these things in your budget. And I'll tell you the last uh, that that's one of the biggest. You know, that one out of the ten really ties into the last list we talked about. But it, it's uh, clearly obvious. Now the last four, they're pretty similar. I'm gonna kind of run through them together. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. You'll have to realize change is difficult. You'll have to adjust to that new home and neighborhood. You're gonna to have to consider the stress of moving and you're potentially gonna experience feelings of loss of prestige. You know, you're know, you going from this thing that you worked hard for and to build towards and then you're kind of moving away from that into something smaller and maybe not not the same thing and it's a lot of it is just an emotional adjustment but I gotta tell you, I, I've helped clients through it. I've seen people through it and for some, it's very easy. For some, it is next to impossible.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine. And, and, you know, this is quite the myth uh, that everybody should downsize. And, of course, that's from that U.S. News and World Report article by Rachel Hartman. Um, and you've got me all misty now, thinking of all the memories and milestones that have uh, occurred in my current house. Uh, but let's make this next myth myth then a little less emotional. How about that? Oh.
1: Okay. Uh, The next myth, let's make it practical. You've you've probably seen all those shows about selling things secondhand, Uh, you know, slap some paint on a dresser and suddenly it's a designer piece of furniture.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My wife loves those shows, but it, it always looks like too much work to me.
1: It can be a lot of work and far too often for uh, it's not enough a reward. Uh, so the next downsizing myth uh, from Hartman is I can bring in cash for extra household goods. If you plan on selling that furniture, there's antiques, the china. Remember, a lot of tastes have changed. Some of that retro stuff isn't as popular as you thought. But also, there's a lot more of it out there. A lot of people are downsizing. So there's, it's a supply and demand kind of thing. There's a lot of stuff out there, antiques and collectibles are a lot more available and it's bringing the prices down. So you might have some unique pieces, but the value may not be what you thought about. You might want to have a professional evaluate it before you try and make that part of your retirement plan.
0: Well, I think these are great tips that you've been going over and we've got a few more left, but before we move on with those, I know a lot of our listeners might have questions about this or about other aspects of retirement planning. And that's what you do. You help people out with that Uh, what's the phone number they can call uh, to set up a a complimentary consultation with you?
1: Yeah, call 800-339-9252 or go to the website compass-ltd.com and schedule a complimentary consultation. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We'll sit down, toss around some of these ideas. We help so many people through this process. If this is something you're or again, another retirement topic, this is what we do. We help people create these plans so that One, they're ready for them. We talk about all these things. We've seen a lot of it, right? When you've, I don't want to quote some, you know, insurance company, but we've seen a lot. So we've, we, we kind of have an idea how to help people through this. So go ahead, reach out. It's complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation.
0: Right. And I think that's fantastic. And boy, we've been all over the map with the show today. Uh, So far, we've talked about several downsizing myths, plus hidden costs in selling our house and costs in the move itself. Uh, what could possibly be left to Mythbust?
1: What could possibly be left to Mythbust? That's a great question, Tony. <laughs> well, I, I want to say we got two myths from that article left. The next is that the extra space won't be missed. Now, life in a 4,000 square foot home compared to life in a 900 square foot place could be a bigger change than expected. There may be tighter spaces that can cause issues like not having enough bedrooms for grandkids to come to visit or less room to display your furniture collectibles heirlooms etc instead of scaling back on size you might be more comfortable in a home that is smaller than your current family home but still large enough to host and entertain again you got to remember this is your particular situation if you had a if you still have a really large group of friends I don't think you're going to be comfortable in a one-bedroom condo Right. So you have to plan on what your particular situation is going to be. If you have a lot of family out of state, but they visit a lot, where are they going to stay when they visit? Do they always stay at a hotel or are they used to staying in your home? You may prefer that people return to the hotel at the end of the day. Now you just want to make sure you understand what scenario is going to fit best with you, your family and your visitors.
0: Right. And that's, that's true. But at my family events, Matt, we call heading back to the hotel boxers return to your corners. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that way we get ready for another round. Is it that way with your family, too? Uh, you know, I've got
1: it's kind of split down the middle of my family. <laughs> some of some of them have always stay in a hotel sure. and the others I love having you know i love having it that it's kind of funny the ones that stay at the hotel you wish would stay and the ones that always stay you wish would find a hotel it's, it's
0: always that way no. <laughs> yes that's how it works i love that that's perfect yeah
1: my but yeah, you know, it goes back to what my mother always said she says you know guests are like are like fish after three days they both start to stink
0: <laughs> wow that's awesome
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, I, we, I, I'm I, going through this right now. We We built a place where there's separation. So my in-laws have their own, Ooh. basically, house nice. attached nice. To, to our house. But, you know, they're still getting rid of a lot of stuff and still downsizing. But we have a little more storage space for them. The grandkids are there. If other family comes, if they they still have a guest room, but if there's not enough space, if they need another room, there's a room in our place. So again, now maybe it's the planner in us. We kind of took a lot of this stuff into account a while back so that we can make this plan so that all these things would work together. Not every family has the ability to do that or wants to sit down or make some of those changes, but believe me, again, your unique situation is the thing that should drive this. And we knew that we still wanted to have space in our place and they knew that they could use our space and and they'd have plenty on their own and that we're not on top of each other. So well, everyone will still be able to live their own lives, but they don't have the the added pressure of taking care of all that extra space and being two hours away from us as they get older and may need more assistance.
0: Well, yeah, I think it's, it's so important. Obviously, uh, you have to have a, a retirement income plan, uh, so, yeah. so what do you suggest we do?
1: Well, okay, that that's that that's actually great. That's the last myth. It's the the sometimes people think downsizing is the only way to boost their income. So they're going to sell that house and get this huge income stream. Now, in my opinion, that's like saying there's only one way to get from point A to point B. Like I just said, you have to consider your unique situation. You have many options to increase income in retirement. You know, downsizing isn't the only one. I'd suggest you meet with a financial professional, look at all your options in retirement, then you can craft a retirement income outline. Understanding those needs, um, that really helps drive that. Like I said, it's the planner and me. We sat down with our in-laws, went over, you know, what's this, what do you have, what do you need to live on for X amount of time? We're gonna plan for you to be this old. How do we get you from here to there? And sure. then we figured, we figured out the best plan. So you want to identify your income needs. There's an important aspect to your retirement plan. It's the evaluation of that. Finding the most efficient, beneficial way to address that. It's going to have impacts on your lifestyle, your, your asset accumulation, and even your legacy planning after you retire. And once you've identified that, you'll know how much to structure for income, how much needs to be set aside for growth. It's That helps you determine just how much you need to find. And maybe downsizing isn't the best or most efficient option for income. So with that help of that financial professional, you can work on creating a steady stream of income for your retirement, and maybe downsizing isn't even something you have to consider.
0: Right. So in a sense, the statement, it's never too early to begin preparing for retirement, really holds true here, in addition to making sure uh, that our plan is able to deal with any financial changes we might encounter, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. By having a retirement income outline to help you identify what is a steady stream of income, you can prepare for yourself a a very comfortable retirement. You you do this, consult with that financial service professional. You You can go over the many ways to invest your assets. It's important for that professional to specify that each person's specific financial situation, their specific retirement goals, their needs, they're all different. I wanna make sure that listeners make the decisions that's best for them and their retirement goals. As I've said throughout this whole show, and as I say throughout probably every show we do, your unique situation is the most important thing to consider. And if your financial professional isn't addressing your unique situation, My wholehearted advice is find another financial services professional, one that does your entire situation. Don't let them just pay lip service to calling themselves a holistic financial planner or a holistic financial professional. Make sure they are truly taking in all aspects of your unique situation. Right. They shouldn't just be, you know, looking for, um, how you're a best fit in their practice. They should be finding out how they're the best fit in your financial life. You know, people need to be looking for information and guidance. They want, they need to know what to do and your planner should be working with them to achieve that goal.
0: Yeah. And that's important. Well, as usual, our time just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go today, Matt?
1: yeah go to the website there's a thing at the top left hand corner called the color of money risk analysis it's a little 11 question self-assessment tool fill that out you're going to come up with this proprietary score it's going to tell you kind of where you're at it gives us a decent snapshot and then call the office 800-339-9252 or visit us online and schedule some time for a complimentary consultation where we can talk about stuff like downsizing or your retirement income plans, other questions you may have about retirement. There's no cost. There's no obligation to it. But it's just a great way to take some of this information and lay out the steps you need to take to make sure that you have that life you want now while keeping that life, the eye on the life you want in the future.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Matt. That's great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Rudder. Thank you for listening to the Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252.